So I want us to share from a simple, uh, from a common scripture. And then we shall share a simple, from a simple, a simple principle. But very key is from Psalms 42, verse 7. Amen. It's a deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts, all thy waves. And thy billows are gone over me. Amen. So we shall take a subject. That we will call deep calls to the deep. You may be seated. Ah. Deep cause to the deep is a great principle that is very key. That is very important. That can help us to judge where we stand with God. And to judge others as we have heard in the service. Where they stand with God. Amen. Amen. In that way, you can uh, uh, judge and guide someone very confidently by looking at the principle. Now, there are principles in science that have been discovered. Newton, Newton's law of motion. And the scientists they take those principles and follow them to accomplish very many, many other things. Now the principles you know, also that we see in God's word. And this is one of them. This principle says, deep calls to the deep. In other words, when there is a deep calling here, there has to be a deep to respond to that calling. Or there wouldn't be a deep. In other words, you cannot have a desire for something that is not there. Once you have a desire for something, it's because that thing is there. Somewhere, it is there for you. In the message birth pains, Brother Bram said, when you see a tree struggling here, 
trees here they struggle to live in that struggling to live it's a sign there is a tree somewhere that doesn't die. And he said that your earth, no matter how someone is sick, you see them struggling to live. It's because there is somewhere where we don't fall, we shall never fall sick. Mina. And when you and here again, you see people don't want to age. They don't want to get old. They struggle not to get old. That alone is a sign. By principle, by God is law, that there is somewhere where we shall never grow old. Amen. Amen. If there was no life where we shall not grow old, you would not struggle not to grow old. But there is a deep somewhere that is influencing you here. That when you are not made to grow old, you are not made to die. That's why you are struggling not to. Now, I'm I'm, I want to establish this principle very well from the prophet. He's the reveal of the word. Amen. Amen. This is what he said about this psalm that we have just read. When there is a hunger in the heart of the human being for something, there is bound to be something creating that hunger in there. Praise God. It's like this. If you hid a magnet in that ceiling, a powerful magnet, magnet and you put here metals that are magnetic attractive, you will see them moving. You see them unrested. Because there is a magnet there that is influencing them. Amen. Amen. You may wonder why are these metals moving? They are doing that. There is a magnet there. Beyond the curtain of time. Beyond the curtain where your eyes are not reaching. That is influencing them. Brothers and sisters. There is a curtain somewhere. That is blocking our eyes. To see the other world. But that world. Is as real as this one. So when you feel. This world is not my home. There is a better home than this. 
I cannot rest here. I hunger for God. I'm thirsty for God. Amen. There is a world somewhere. That better world. That is influencing you. Praise be the name of the Lord. So. When there is a hunger in the heart of the human being for something, there is bound to be something creating that hunger in there. In other words, David said, when the deep calls to the deep, and when there is a deep calling, there is bound to be a deep to respond. And if there is a deep calling for more of God, do you feel a desire? Do you feel a hunger for more of God? How many feel that way? Amen. Amina. It's because. Amen. Amina. There is bound to be a deep to respond somewhere. Or else, you wouldn't, you would not get it. And if there is a deep calling for more of God, for healing, there is got to be a fountain of healing and the power of God somewhere to respond. You have a hunger for healing. There is healing. There is a fountain of healing. And that fountain of healing is what is influencing that desire in you. If you have that desire, that hunger for more of God there is a fountain somewhere that is influencing your heart to feel that way. It will rest because it is ready to respond to the deep that you are having. Amen. Now, if you are looking for God, that shows that there is something somewhere here that you're looking for. Now, David said in the scriptures, deep calls to the deep. The deep calls to the deep. In other words, when there is a desire in here, there is something out there that's causing before there is a desire in here there has to be something create that desire and if there is a creator to create and if there is a creator to create that desire of that creation you get what I mean? Here before, okay, before there was fin on the fish back, Amen. He said, You have much fish 
that gets along these bays here. Look, before there was a fin on the fish back, there had to be a water fuss for him to swim in. Oh, you wouldn't have had that fin. See? God put that fin on him to swim in the water. So there had to be a water fuss before there was fin on his back. Now, here is a principle. If there was no water, the fish could not have had fins. But, the fins, there was water first, and then the, fin, the fish had to get her to have those fins. To be able to swim in the water. Before there was a tree to grow on the earth. There had to be an earth first. For it to grow into. If there wouldn't. There would have been no tree to grow. Oh, sorry. All there wouldn't have been no tree to grow. Amen. Amina. You see, the tree can only grow in the earth. And it has roots. Amen. Amen. To dig into the root the, the earth. If there was no earth. The tree could not have been there. It could not have had the roots. But when you see roots on the tree, there has to be an earth somewhere for that, those roots to dig. Amen. In other words, and if there is a desire in the human heart for more of God, there's got to be more of God somewhere to respond to that deep calling to the deep. So, you cannot develop a desire to go to heaven. If there is no heaven for you. You cannot have a desire. For healing. If there is no healing for you. You cannot have a hunger for more of God. If there is no more of God for you. So when you see someone. Desiring more of God. You tell that person. There is more of God for you. The more of God for you is what is causing that hunger. Your feeling. That is the magnet in the unseen that is influencing you to have more 
desire for it. I read some time ago in a newspaper where a little baby eat the pedals off of a bicycle. Eat the rubber erasers of the pencils. They took him up and examined him, said. Don't know, and they checked his little body. The doctor said, Why eat sulfur? His body is craving. And sulfur is in rubber. So that's the reason he was eating that rubber. Because his little body is craving for sulfur. Now, Hold that point. If his body is craving sulfur, there is sulfur somewhere to respond to that craving. Amen. Amina. Praise God. If there was no sulfur anywhere, that body could not crave for sulfur because it's not there. But as long as there is a craving for sulfur, and this person is chewing every rubber thing, it's because there is sulfur somewhere for him that is causing that desire. Amen. Amen. I want us to look at the desire for forgiveness. If someone is desiring for forgiveness, you desire to be sin free. It is a sign that there is already forgiveness for you. Amen. Amen. If someone has no forgiveness, he does, he loses the desire. But no matter what you have done. If there is a, an unrest in your heart, there is a discontentment. You feel you desire for forgiveness. And that problem, that question is troubling you. Is pounding in your heart. Can I be forgiven? Wish I can be forgiven. Wish I can be free from this sin. Wish I can be free from this conviction. Wish I can be free from this habit. When that is there, it's because there is forgiveness for you. Amen. Amen. Satan is fond of discouraging Christians. 
and showing them there is no hope. They have seen the Lord until there is no forgiveness for them. And as long as that is there in your heart, you are defeated. If you accept the lies of the devil that you have sinned beyond um, recovery, you have sinned beyond forgiveness, as long as that is there and you accept it in your life, then you are defeated. But here is a principle to Help you defeat Satan. The principle is if no matter what you have done, no matter, no matter how deep you have gone in sin, no matter, no matter how filthy, no matter how dirty, if there is a longing, if there is a longing for forgiveness, that is a sign that is forgiveness for you. Amen. If there was no forgiveness for you, you would not get that. That desire. You would not even have that question troubling you. If someone will ever ask you, brother or sister, I've done the most abnormal and the most abominable things. I'm worse than Satan himself. And I'm wondering can God forgive me? You tell him there is Forgiveness already. And that forgiveness is what is causing that feeling. Is what is causing that deep in your heart. That's a principle that never fails. Deep can only call to the deep. And where there is a deep calling, there is a deep to respond. I want to read, uh, you know, I want to read uh, a, a long quote here. Brother, brother, I'm dealing with such a, with such a condition. It is in COD. Page 688. Page 688. He was asked by someone. A question is written. Brother Branham reads. And he said. I have lived many years in sin. I lived many years in sin. Until I found the Lord. 
Please, Brother Branham, I have sinned again. And I'm not worthy to come before you in this holy place. Please tell me if I can be restored whole again. Maybe you also feel like that. Let me not say maybe. I believe in a congregation like this one. A congregation this big. I believe there are people who feel like that. I was a sinner. I did many sins. Abominable things. Uh, bad things. God gave me grace and I got saved. And now, I went back and I did the same abominable things. Can God save me and restore me again? Can he restore me and restore me back to his grace? Hallelujah. Amen. This is where this person was Amen. Amen. Then Brother Bram says to answer. But you have not seen my friend so far in God, but what you could be restored. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. No manya. You know, stand as a cross The devil will make you to commit sin. Why is that after committing it? And you get that same sin you committed. And you will use it to hit you on the head until it destroys you. He keeps on pointing at what you did. By the way, even what you repented, he keeps bringing it back to show it to you. The Bible says that as heaven is far away from her, so has God put away, put away our sins. Another person says, he has thrown them in the sea of forgetfulness. When you repent, God forgets what you did. He forgets what you did. But the devil, he always loves to pick it back and bring it before you. He shows that you can't exceed this point. Now the gospel. The gospel is there to set you free. There to set you free. Let the devil not. They can stand at a chair. Play on your ignorance. To fail your journey. Amen. Amen. Brother Branham Brother Branham said. But if the devil reminds you what you did, that you did it surely, but you repented of it. But when the devil reminds you of that, he reminds you things of yesterday. I remind him of the things of tomorrow. Because the devil fears tomorrow. Tomorrow, the devil will be in the, uh, the lake of fire. Amen. Amen. So, now wait you. Proverbs continues to say, 
If you had seen so far that you could not be restored, you would never want to be restored. But as long as there is something dealing with your heart, you are still in the line of restoration. Guilty of the least is guilt of the whole. I have seen many times every day every one of us do do things that we don't want to do. It's in our heart. You don't want to be that way. Oh, you wouldn't ask this question. You, would, you, don't, you don't want to be that way. Or else you wouldn't ask this question. That's itself a proof that God is still dealing with you. You probably got nervous. Certain, probably certain telling you that you can't be restored. He's lying. Certainly. He is. Because look. If there is a deep calling, there is got to be a deep to respond to that call. If there is a hunger for something, that something got to be somewhere. Oh, you would have no hunger for it. As I've said, lots of time, before a fish had a fin on his back, there had to be a water for first for him to swim in. Oh, he wouldn't have had any fin. Before there was a tree to grow in the earth, there had to be an earth first. Before there was a tree. Because the earth had to be first for the tree to grow. Now before there can be a creation there had to be a creator to create the creation. See what I mean? Now, as long as you are wanting and hungering to get back to God there is a God somewhere called calling you. See? Oh, you wouldn't be hungry. There is a creation. There is a creation. In other words, that hunger for forgiveness is a creation by the creator who forgives all your sins. He's the one who has created that hunger. Oh, that creation wouldn't be in you. That question of can I be forgiven it wouldn't be in you if there is no creator who has created it there. Can I receive healing? You would not have it if there is no creator who has created it there. 
There is a place that you can now. Hati. There is a place that you can cross where you can't get back. But when that is what but when that is that is you are down there again in the same shape you was. Okay, let us continue. It goes to show that you only fell from grace. Backsliding is not lost. I want somebody to tell me where backsliding is lost. And prove it to the Bible. Backslider is not lost. He is just out of fellowship. Israel backslid, but they never lost their covenant. They lost their praises and joy. David lost the joy of his salvation when he took Bathsheba, Uriah's wife. Here he said Bathsheba. But he never lost his salvation. He never said, Restore to me my salvation. Say, Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Praise be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amina. Now, Hati. he has said, Yajira. When you have crossed that line, you become, you will not want to be restored. I want to show you an example here. Still by the prophet. And then I get back to that. To that I talked to a young girl down in the south some time ago. In a Baptist church. I seen her sitting back in the audience. And I said, young lady, after church, or oh, I mean after the altar call, I mean while the altar call I said won't you come give your life to Christ oh my did she get angry with me and after the service she met me at the door she said Listen here, Mr. Branham. Mr. Branham. She said, I didn't appreciate that embarrassment. You calling and pointing your finger to to me. Me. I said, the Holy Spirit told me to do it. I said, you know you are not right with God. You know you are not right with God. She said, that's be my business. I'm too young. Said, I got to see some life yet. You know there are many young people like that. 
They feel they are still too young. And there is a lot, some life to enjoy first. I said, young lady, you may be grieving your Lord from your heart the last time. She said, my father is a deacon in the church. I said, if your father was a pastor in that church, it wouldn't make you a bit of difference. The Holy Spirit is calling you. You better receive it. It might come a time where you want to and you can't. And she made fun of me. Huh? Mm. Them stuck her, them little painted lips up oh. and turned her head like that. So and walked away. About a year later, you're following, you have had, you're following properly. About a year later, it was in Memphis. I came down the street and I looked at that same young woman out of a nice home. Her underneath skirt hanging down. Underneath. Yeah. Uh, going down the street with a cigarette in her mouth and I walked up to her and I said, how do you do? She said, hello preacher. And she looked at me like that. And she's half drunk. Said, have a cigarette. I said, aren't you ashamed of yourself? Said, maybe. Read down in her past and said, maybe you take a drink out of my bottle. I said, aren't you ashamed of yourself? I took her by the shoulder. And I said, is your father still a deacon? Said, I haven't heard from him for a year. Said, I want to tell you something, preacher. She got out of she got out a cigarette and put a little shot of dope in it. Began to smoke. And her nerves quietened. I stood on the corner, looked at her. She said, you know what you told me that night by them rose bushes? I said, I shall never forget it. I said, I shall never forget. Brother Branham was remembering. She said, you told me the truth. 
said you can say it wherever you want to but since that night I'm going to make you a remark now that will send chills up your back, Brother Bram is saying. Brother Bram, she said, since that night, you told me the truth that that was my last call. She said, my heart has been so hard till I could see my mother so fry in hell like a pancake. And laugh at it. It just chilled, it's just chilled me. I just turned and walked away down the street, cry, uh, crying. And I couldn't help it. A fine young lady. Now you see, this girl, God gave her the last call. And she turned it down. And from that time, she crossed the line of mercy. She was sealed out of God's kingdom. And what happened? Her heart became so hard. So hard that she knew that that was the last call. That was the last chance. And she knew she's not normal. That she could see her mother so fry in hell like a pancake. And she just loves. And she knew that is not normal. But she can't help it. My soul will not always strive with man. If you go the the faintest little call in your heart. Come on up here. This is the place. Once more. And then we'll pray. If you are here. And you have never accepted the Lord as your Savior. And you feel the slightest desire. Can I surrender today? Can I give my heart to the Lord? Can I accept him as my Savior? If that desire is there, however little it is, don't turn it down. It is a blessing to have it. 
There are people who don't have it. They have lost it. When that is there, it is the Lord knocking at your door. He continues to say, Amen. Amen. A Baptist pastor friend of mine preached her funeral about five years later. In other words, she continued like that with a hard heart. Five years later, she died. She was killed in a roadhouse in a fight. And she was hit and died. And when her old father was ro was rolling her body out the door. He threw his arms around her and said, kiss her, said, goodbye darling, forever, forever, forever. Meaning, his dad knew this girl we will never meet again. She's lost forever. Imagine your child turning God's grace away from her life. Forever. She gets a hard heart. God stops calling her. He, he quits knocking at her door or his door. And from that time, hard-hearted. No gospel can convict her. Or him. No desire to be right. And someone knows. Do you know there are millions and billions of people like that today? They have grieved God for the last time. And their hearts have become hard. Sure, you know that. You know the message, Jubilee. When a slave refused, their jubilee trump freedom. Their ears were pierced. A hole was put in their ear. Meaning, they are not allowed again. They are denied a chance to hear another trumpet jubilee. In other words, the sound of jubilee Will just, will just will never be trapped by their ear again. It will just go through. When man has grieved God, the last time, 
the final time, spiritually, they get punched. They get punched. It's punching. They get punched. Said that the word of God will just go through them. And it is not it will never touch them. They'll hear it, but it just goes over them. No more conviction. Amen. Amen. If you are here in this convention, please, and you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, this must this might be your last call. God's spirit will not strive with man forever. Amen. Amina. Give your life now. To the Lord Jesus Christ. Surrender to him now. This must be the last time you are being called. But as long as there is a desire, as long as there is a longing for forgiveness, it's a sign there is forgiveness for you. Let us go back to the other question. The person, the sister, this question continues. Will you lay hands upon me and free from that? Brother Bram says, Sister, dear, or brother. It wasn't clear whether it was a sister or brother. Sister, dear, or brother. Sure. I would lay hands on you. But that wouldn't free you. What would free you is to understand that you are already free. You are already untied. Amen. Amen. Before you reach here, I've skipped some paragraphs. He talked how he hates to see anything bound. He hates to see anything. God made free to find it bound. Then he talked over time. He went to, a zoo, to Vista Zoo. And there was an eagle in that zoo. The eagle would lift its head. Look up to the blue. It knows I was made to soar to live up there. Then it would fly. And as it flies, it would hit its head against the bars. It would fall down. And by the time Brother Branham saw it, it was bleeding. 
He said that is the awfulest picture he has ever seen. He said if the Zoom management can allow me I would sell my Ford I would sell my car to come and, and liberate it and pay for it just to set it free and see it fly. He said that is not the worst picture but the worst picture than that ego in bondage where men and women he, he thought of men and women that God made to be sons and daughters of God to be free and worship God and serve him the way the spirit leads them. But they are being caged by the denominational cages. They are in that condition like that ego. They have a desire to serve God. They have a desire to be sons and daughters of God. But the denominational has caged them and they cannot be free. You people, you don't understand denominational bondage. And some of you keep referring to one another that is denominational. That's, you don't know what it is. I'm thinking of a particular man, a pastor, by the name of Murisa. Murisa had me preach on Radio Uganda. Down, down in Isinjiro. A place called in Tantamuchi. And he invited me. He looked very excited about what he has had. I visited there. And I preached a whole weekend. I preached all the principles of the message. I preached God ahead. I preached baptism in Jesus' name. I preached a great harlot. I preach the mark and the image of the beast. I preach all. And the people were so touched. At the end of it all, he stood before the church and he asked how many people have been touched by this gospel. All the people raised their hands. How many people believe this is the truth? They raise their hands. He said, unfortunately, although it is the truth, but we cannot follow it. We cannot practice it. He said, did you see the overseer passing many times here with his motorbicycle? He called me. 
and questioned me. Who gave me the the permission to invite this preacher? So, although it is the truth, but when we went and registered ourselves under full gospel, they asked us to write an agreement that we have sold to them this land. So if they, if they learn, if they learn that we have changed the doctrine, they will chase us from here. We are under their foot. And they never took the truth. Well, for you, you say, if it were me, I'd rather lose the land. I'd rather lose the structure to that denomination. And I go free. That's what I feel also in my heart. You are blessed to have that kind of a determination. You are blessed. But don't think everyone is that courageous. Many of God's sons and daughters who are made to serve him, they can hear this truth and they look at this and this and that. And the truth becomes too hard for them to follow. And what happens when that happens? What happens? They seal their time of grace. Amen. Because Brother Bram told us that is unpardonable sin. For anyone to hear the truth and they say, if I follow it, I will be chased out of the denomination. I will lose favor. And they turn it down. There is no more sacrifice for such a man or such a woman. Brother Pence, get me a cable for, for that. Amen. Amen. So, Brother Branham looked at this eagle. He compared it with God's children. Men and women. In the denomination of bondage. Then he gave another. He gave another uh, illustration. Of a farmer who tied. A crow. He found a crow in his garden. And he tied it. And then uh, as he tied it, it stayed there. Many, many, many hours. Maybe one or two days. Bound there. 
Then it got used to the bondage. So he thought it is permanently bound. So a certain good man came and he had compassion over the crow. He, he cut the rope and then he pushed it. Says, You're free. It could not be free. He would push it from one point to another. It stays there. The bondage had lived so long on it until even when it was set free, it remained feeling bound. He said other, other crows would stand on the other side and make a noise like they are calling for it. It was like they are saying, Johnny, Johnny Crow, winter is coming. Let us fly, go west. But it stays there, feeling it's bound. Isn't that horrible? Amen. Amen. You also, Jesus has set you free. Yes, Christ, Free from sickness. Amen. Amen. Free from sin. He set you free. To be a son of God. To be a daughter of God. Accept that freedom. Move to your freedom. Amen. Amen. But if you keep their feelings, I cannot make it. Then that's how you'll die. So, Brother Branham says to this person, Well, you just lay your hands on by faith upon him, sir. Lord, I believe it. Up you come. That's right. Confess your sins. See? He that hides his sins will not prosper. But he that will confess his sins, there is where you get freedom and justification. When you're willing to say, I'm a sinner, I'm wrong. That's what you said there. Amen. Then he continues and says, he quotes, he quotes again the question. I have sinned. I, I have fallen. I am sinned. I am dead wrong. Is there a chance for me to be whole again? Brother Abraham said, Absolutely. The minute that you desire it, the minute that you desire it, the minute 
edachika the minute sorry edachika yorkwenda that you desire it that shows that god dropped the lifeline down to pick you up the minute that you desire forgiveness backslider hear this sinner hear this the minute that you desire forgiveness that shows God has dropped a lifeline to pick you up God has dropped for you a, uh, a lifeline. God wants to save you. God wants to set you free. Now he has dropped the lifeline. Hold on this. Hold on this. I want to pull you out. That's what makes you to have that desire. Or forgiveness. Amen. Amina. Just rise up Imuka. on his lifeline of faith and prayer. Move right on up into the rest of the egos like that. Go flopping away. Yes, laying on hands. That's a great thing. I believe in that. Believe in laying on of hands. But that isn't what does it. I could lay hands upon the people. Week in and week out. And still it would do no good. Until you accept what Christ did for you. Amen. Amina. That's only my sanction. Laying hands. They, lay, they laid hands on the elders. They laid hands, though they did those things. It was their sanction that they give their faith to it. Even tonight, we are going to lay hands on you. Those that are sick. But that's not what heals you. Your faith by accepting the finished work at Calvary. Is what heals you. Come believing. Jesus paid it all. Oh, to him I owe. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, I was healed. You personalize the scripture. Because you are there in the scripture. You are written there. 
You are written in the Bible. Amen. Amina. Yes, sir. He was wounded for Gideon's transgressions. The chastisement of Gideon was upon him. And by his stripes, Gideon was healed. Put your name there. That is your personal property. He died for you. He cares for you. He's concerned about you. And he's here to heal you. He's here to meet your needs. He's here to save you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Back here some time ago. When the Rutherans had their revival, there is a group called Methodists. They called for God. The deep calling to the deep. God rose up a little old fellow over here in England by the name of John Wesley. And Whitefield and them. And away they went with, with a message of sanctification. They found more of God. Don't you believe that? They, was, they were craving more. You see, every revival came from people craving for it. What brings a revival is people to crave for God. If you have a deep calling in your heart, all that I can receive the Holy Ghost, all that I can have more of God, all that I can get a closer walk with God, I am not, I don't have, I'm not, I've not reached. I'm still needing. I'm still needing more of him. Oh, is there a way? Where can I find him? I need him. When there is that craving, you go down on your knees. More of God, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I hang, I hunger for you. I thirst for you. Don't you allow the devil to discourage you. There is more of God for you. Amen. That's what is causing that. Mm. Then people begin to crave more of God. Then along came Pentecost. Is that right? You see, when people crave for God, John Wesley was sent to them. Then when they cooled again, they got another hunger for God. Another craving. God sent the Pentecostals. He sent Pentecost. Deep called to the deep. Now, these Pentecostal people begin to get just as firm and ritual as the rest of them. 
And then first thing you know, the deep calls to the deep. And here comes that gifts restoration right back into the church. So message people what will give us a stirring, what will give us a revival, what will bring us in a position in God is that deep that is calling in you. I don't know how it is with you, but personally I feel I have not yet reached. I feel I'm lagging behind. I feel my heart is hungry for more of God. I want to see the reality, the realness of God. I want to feel His power. I want to walk in His presence. I want to get deeper and deeper and deeper in the Spirit. I feel there's something. Something that is lacking. Amen. This message is not supposed to be like this. No, 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 no. It's not supposed to be in this condition. It came with power. It came with reality. God was real. It must continue like that. It must be like that. Amen. But I have good news to you. You who feel that way. You who feel the hunger. Amen. Amen. You who feel the thirst. That is a sign. There is more of God for you. Don't allow the devil to discourage you. And tonight, tonight, do you feel a, a desire for healing? There is healing for you. God is healing power. He's here to set you free. Do you feel the desire? The longing to be satisfied with God's goodness. There is enough of God's goodness here that is causing that. Do you feel a longing to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Amen. Amen. There is the Holy Spirit for you. Why you are feeling that way? There is a deep to respond to that deep. God is calling you. God's power is calling you. It is there for you. Do you feel a longing for eternal life? Amen. Praise God. There is eternal life for you. If there was no eternal life for you, you wouldn't be feeling the desire. But if you're here, you feel this world is not my home. I am not settled here. There is no resting place here. There is nothing that can satisfy me here. I want God. I want to be in his arms. 
Amen. Mina. I want to go to heaven. I'm longing for heaven. It's because there is a heaven for you. If there was no heaven for you, you would not feel it. You feel you want to be a better Christian than what you have been. It's because there is a big level. There is a big portion that is awaiting you. That's why you have that longing. If it wasn't there, you wouldn't feel that way. You wouldn't feel that way. But the reason why you are feeling that way is because God has prepared it for you. Praise God. Maybe. Hallelujah. Amen. If there was no, if there was no blessing for you, you wouldn't have developed that hunger. You wouldn't have the help, that desire. That let me try to see. Let me try to feel out the God. Where are you, God? Where are you, God? Amen. Where are you? David said, as the, the, as the, as the heart panted for the water brooks, my soul panteth after the God. Where is God? Where is my God? Where are you, Lord? I have such a painful desire to see God. To see God. To see God. Our fathers have told us how you delivered them with a mighty hand. They did not get out of the of the grip of Pharaoh by their own might. It's not by their own strength. But Lord, you served them. Now where are you? Now where are you? I've had people mocking me. I've had mockers. Where is their God? Now, I feel such a thirst. I feel such a desire. I want to see God. Hallelujah. Amen. Deep calls to the deep. A challenge at the challenge. If that's what you feel, my brother. Amen. If that's what you feel, my, my brother. If that's what you feel, my sister. If you have such a longing, it doesn't matter how weak you have been. Doesn't matter how weak you have been. Doesn't matter how many times you have fallen. It doesn't matter how many sins you have done. But you feel you are tired. You want God. You want to overcome. I have good news. I have good news for you. Hallelujah. Amen. That why you are, why you are feeling that way? Why you are feeling that way? It's because God has already dropped a lifeline. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants to help you. He wants to serve you. He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He wants to heal you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You want a revival?
You want a revival? No, no, God, You feel a hunger for revival? No, Renazar, You feel a hunger? No, To walk with the presence of God? To walk with the power of God? It's because God is power. He's here as a magnet calling you. Calling you. Calling you. My son, my daughter, that's where, that's not where you're supposed to be. That's not where you're supposed to be. I have enough grace for you. I have enough grace for you. Hallelujah. Amen. The grace of the Lord. The grace of the Lord is here. Pulling the bride. Pulling the bride. As a great magnet. Come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. The Bible says. The bride. And the spirit say, Come, the bride is crying. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. We are tired of this world. We are tired of this world. This is not home. This is not home. This is not home. This is not home. We cannot be contented here. We cannot be contented here. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Praise be the name of the Lord. The grace of the Lord is here calling you. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Don't remain in that lukewarmness. Don't remain in that former life. Don't remain with that habit. Don't remain defeated. Enough is enough. Amen. Praise God. The grace of God is here. I will pour the spirit of grace. I will pour the spirit of grace. God said, I will pour the spirit of grace upon the house of David, upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, that they will cry for me. They will weep. They will mourn as one who mourned for his first son. Why? They feel the unrest. They feel the unrest. They feel they cannot continue They feel there is no good place for them here. Brother, sister, this is not home. When we look at the abominations going on, when we see the abominations going on, when we see the homosexuals, the recipients, and the government, the government, government that are pushing everyone to accept that, we feel this is not a home.
There is no more schools for our children. Our children no longer have schools to study in. The schools are polluted. Of somebody. Fornication and homosexuality. Our children no longer have places. They no longer have schools for study. This is not a home. Amen. This is not a home. This is not home. Praise God. Brother, when you wake up in the night and you feel a grief on your heart and you get out of the bed and say, Lord, pass me not, Amen. Brother, sister, that is a sign. God has his open arms to receive you. There is a magnet pulling you. There is a magnet. Come higher. Come higher. Come higher. Hey. Praise God. When you have failed and you have been trapped and fallen, don't remain there. Don't remain there. Praise God. When you feel, oh Lord, can you forgive me only this one time? One small Lord. There is forgiveness for you. There is mercy. There is mercy for you. There is mercy for you. It's because. It's because. There is a better life for you. Beyond the ceiling. Beyond the ceiling, there is a better life for you. Beyond the curtain of time, there is a better life for you. Little bride, little bride, arise. Amen. Arise. Imuka. Flop your wings. Flop your wings. Flop your wings. Amen. 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 I was not made to be after bound. I was made to show up in the spiritual realms. Praise God. Flop your wings. One time, Brother Branham was in the, in the woods. Brother Branham As he was in the woods there. He saw a squirrel. 
it was running takanaka irkanga he said, Oh my, the fellow is having a revival. I am missing out. I am missing my revival. He said, let, my, let me flop my wings to the revival. He raised his hands and said, Hallelujah! 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 Glory to God! Brother, you can start a revival. You can enter into the revival. You can raise your faith above the Amen. And you say, This is not what I'm supposed to be. I am tired. I am tired. I am tired. This is not what I'm supposed to be. Amen. I want to rise into my revival. He said, there was a big tree there. He got so drunk. He started running around it. Hallelujah. 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 He said he got so drunk. Brother and sister. There is wine flowing here for you. This world is drunk. Is drunk. Is drunk into perversion. It is drunk into immorality. And perversion. But there is a wine for you. There is a wine for you. Touch not the wine. Touch not my oil. For my little bride. There is wine for you. New wine. New wine. New wine. New wine. For new bottles. For I will restore. All the pavaham has eaten. All the kalkawam. All the caterpillar. I will restore. I will restore. There is new wine. There is new wine. New wine. For you to overcome this world, you need to be drunk. You need to be drunk. You need to be drunk in the wine. Amen. The wine of the Holy Ghost is all over me that is keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. He's all over me. He's keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive. Amen.
Brother Brother said, Then he got so drunk. Brother, if a squirrel a squirrel could challenge Brother Branham. The preaching of the word should, should challenge you. Amen. A squirrel preached the prophet. the prophet. That you are a child of God. Your God is alive. You ought to not walk miserable. In sorrow. Hey. Amen. The preaching of the world tonight. The preaching of the world tonight. Should tire you. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You are not bound. To Jesus yes, has set you free. And whom the son sets free. Whom the son sets free. Whom the son shall free. He shall be free. In Free. Free from sickness. Free. Free from sin. Free from fetters. Free from habits. That him that the sun shall set free shall be free indeed. He shall be free indeed. Brother, you are not halfway freed. You are not half. You are not halfway freed. You are not halfway freed. You were set free completely. Free, free from sorrow. Free from sorrow. Free from habits, sinful habits. Amen. Free. From sinful habits. Amen. You must live above sin. Free from unbelief. Praise God. There is a time. There is a time. We had a fire service in our church. And after, at the end of the service, a sister gave a testimony. She saw 
she saw some fetters. She saw chains. She saw all things. When I heaped on the altar. Even today, even today, the Spirit of God is moving among us. He's moving in our midst. He's burning the fetters, burning the chains, burning the chains. He's setting it free, setting it free, free, free. Man, he's setting you free. You are free. Amen. Stani, the devil, the devil will keep on. He will keep on putting his foot on you. Remember what you did. Remember what you did. Remember what you did. There is a story. There is a story. A certain old woman had two grandchildren. A boy and a girl. And one day, the boy was playing, throwing stones, and he hit grandma's duck. And the duck died. He got a hole. He went and buried and hid a pit and buried it. The sister was watching everything. And she came. Said, I have seen what you have done. You have killed grandma's duck. I will report you. And the boy, oh, oh, forgive me, forgive me. Forgive me, please, please, please. Don't report me. Grandma will kill you. So the following day, Grandma sent the girl to go fetch water. And the girl came with a jerrican. Go and fetch water. But it is you that she said. It is you that she said. Remember grandma's death. If you don't, I'll report you. The boy got the water. Another day, Grandma tells the girl, Go and fetch firewood. She comes and tells the boy, Go and fetch firewood for Grandma. But it is you that she said, If you don't want, remember the child. And one day the boy said, Why don't I go to Grandma and confess my sin and be free? Amen. 
He went. Yagenda. Knocked at grandma's bedroom. Who is calling? It's me, Jimmy. What is it? Grandma, I want to talk to you. Okay, my son, tell me. me. Grandma, one day, I was playing. I didn't intend. I didn't mean. But I threw a stone. I killed your dog. Forgive me. Grandma told the boy, when that happened, I was standing in the window and I saw it all. And I've been watching whatever is going on. And I've been wondering how long are you going to allow your sister to make you her slave? I forgive you. I already knew it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the following day, grandmother sends the girl. She comes to the boy. Go do it. He said, I won't go. Have you forgotten grandmother? So what? I'm going to report you. Go and report me. Hallelujah. Amen. Brothers and sisters, God, Amen. God saw you when you did it. When you did it, God was standing in the window. He was seeing you. Don't allow the devil to make a slave out of you. Go to God. Confess him. Set a Amen. Amen. You are free indeed. Amen. Brother Branham said, When Jesus died at the cross, he said it is finished. He defeated sin and all the attributes of sin. He overcame sin and all the attributes of sin. Poverty came out of sea. 
Soro. Enaku. Soro. Enaku. Is a result of sin. It has no power over you. You're free. And free indeed. God bless you. The deep, echare. The deep you're feeling, echare. Jokuramriwe. Is because na bokuba. There is someone, haramuntu, who has created it there. Ochikhanjiremu. Because abokuba, he has help for you. I know buwezi, buawe. He has help for you. I know buwezi, buawe. How many feel a deep desire to go to heaven? I want to give you good news. If there is no place for you in heaven, if there is no place for you in heaven, you wouldn't get that desire. How many feel? How many feel? Bangabakura. A hunger. To go in the rapture. Amen. 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 There is a place for you. In the rapture flight. There is a place for you. In the rapture flight. <laughs> And it's written on your name. You have a place prepared for you in the fright of the on your name. Deep can only be there. Deep. That desire can only be there. When there is something to respond to it. My desire is to see you tonight. Those of you who are sick. My desire is to see you walk out of here free from sickness. The power of the Holy Spirit is going to move through your body and remove every sickness. Amen. Let me tell you this. A man got hunger. The power of God. A man The power of the Holy Spirit. Is the one that comes in someone's body. And it heals you. Healing. Is a creation. No hunger. 
Healing is a creation. That's why the devil cannot heal. Because there is only one creator. That is God. Listen. Your heart. Your liver. Your eyes were molded by the Holy Ghost. I can prove that by the word. It was created by the Holy Ghost. When we pray for you, or even before we pray the Holy Ghost come upon you goes through your body destroys the fetters of the devil and restores the broken cells and you are free Recently, there is a sister who, who called me from very far. She gave a testimony that encouraged me. She said, her son was so sick, dilating, dilating. and he was too weak and she had tried medicine but it wasn't stopping. So when I visited there, I called a prayer line. She brought the son. I prayed for her. Just, just that evening, she was, he was playing. The problem has stopped. But, but that's not what encouraged me most. Then she said, after praying for her son, she sat in the congregation. And then she saw a vision. When I was praying for others, she saw my hand in a vision. It became too huge. And it became like fire. And when I would lay a hand upon someone, that fire would enter someone. Jesus said, yes, you, shall you shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Amen. Healing is not in my hand. Healing is not in any minister's hand. Healing is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is that fire. He is that fire. When a believer lays hands on a believer to fulfill Jesus' commission the Holy Spirit enters that person and does the healing that Holy Spirit is here Amen
I did not tell you to stand. I did not tell anyone to stand. But why, what made you to stand? Amen. Why are you stimulated? Why are you stimulated? Who is this? Who is this? It is the Holy Spirit. No more Amen. And he is here. Amen. He is here to heal you. Go back to your seat. Ministers, is that a man? Jesus. Yes, is here right now. Jesus is here right now. He's here to meet your need and to set the captives free. Yes, I have to go to the house. Jesus is here right now. Hati.